Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to spend some time talking about our mental health. In particular, we're going to talk about gratitude. So we're going to review how being grateful can help us navigate fear, loneliness, and the overwhelm that I think many of us are experiencing in the midst of this COVID epidemic that we're going through. Things we'll talk about is what gratitude is, how gratitude is beneficial and important in our lives. And then we're going to talk about some ways that we can cultivate gratitude in our own life. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the Whole Health Empowerment Project podcast. I'm your host, Trisha, registered dietitian, nutrition coach. This podcast is for busy women like you with a desire for achieving better whole health balance. In this podcast, you'll learn practical tips to get you started, motivation to keep you inspired, and guest interviews that will empower you to take action. Come join me in failing forward one tiny step at a time into the journey of health, wellness, and self-care. Let's get started. When I look back on difficult times in my own life, I find that being grateful has helped me have perspective at times when I find myself going very quickly down the rabbit hole of despair and worry. So I know, I know the value of being grateful. After my son was born, I found myself on crutches for an entire year. I had just come off of my maternity leave and I had no idea how I was going to work at my full-time job. My job at the time required me to be on my feet all day long and I walked a pretty far distance and I knew that being on crutches, it, it just would not happen. I would not be able to work. So because of that, um, I knew that I was going to have to probably buy a motorized scooter to kind of help me get around. But at the time I had just moved, I had a new baby, I had just gone back to work. There was just a lot of stuff happening. And then the financial cost of the scooter too. So it was imperative for me to walk um, or to be able to get around, which would have been on that scooter. So unbeknownst to me, my friends and colleagues pitched in and they purchased this scooter for me because they knew it was something that I needed in order to continue working, which was a necessity at the time. I can't begin to describe to you the overwhelming joy and appreciation I had for everyone who helped me during that time. I don't even know if a thank you note would have been able to just express the true gratitude that I felt in that moment. During that time, I had many moments of appreciation and gratitude. And I think that I don't know how I would have really gotten through that time if I didn't have that, that like connection to others and have the, the gratitude that I had for people just being so loving and understanding and just so connected to what I was feeling. So for me, gratitude is something that I think is really important. And so that's why I wanted to talk about gratitude today. I know the example that I shared with you is an extreme one, but I know that if we look back at our lives, we can probably 
you know, think of a time that we feel like we are just so truly grateful. And that feeling is just kind of one, it's priceless and it's, uh, it's the best feeling. So it could have been something like, you know, you have a phone call with a friend and you get off the phone and you just feel like, wow, that person just really gets me. My gosh, how great of a feeling is that? Or maybe you had someone who is just has volunteered to watch your kids and it's at a time when you're struggling the most. And just to have a few extra seconds or a few extra hours to yourself is just something that's so, um, that's so indescribable. And I think these experiences leave us feeling very lucky that we had found people in our lives that we are connected to and that we found people that care about us and want to make our lives a little easier than they may seem at the moment. I know that we are all struggling with that feeling of being like overwhelmed and disconnected. So today we're going to have a discussion about how to cultivate gratitude in your own life. So we're going to spend some time talking about what gratitude is, the benefits of gratitude. And then again, like just some suggestions that can make and some suggestions to get you started on how to practice gratitude. What is gratitude anyway? Well, gratitude is the practice of focusing on what you have rather than what you don't have. It's an acknowledgement of the joy found in the small things in life. And I think it also helps provide perspective that there is something bigger, bigger than, than us. It helps us kind of get outside of ourselves. And so gratitude is beneficial in many ways. Practicing gratitude helps improve our physical and psychological health. And it also works to enhance our sense of well-being. People who are grateful tend to have decreased feelings of anxiety and depression. And research suggests that those who practice gratitude have a greater sense of happiness, clarity, resilience, and just overall decreased stress levels. The practice of being grateful helps strengthen and maintain our relationships. And I think that when we're grateful, so in my description above, at that time, when people were helping me, I felt so grateful and I felt that I had such an abundant and generous life. And it really kind of helped me get through that time. And so I think gratitude in general is something that does that. So when we cultivate gratitude in our own life, you'll have this sense of feeling happy and content. And I think it sounds like research grateful women in general tend to have an improved optimism, immunity, and decreased anxiety. So now that we've talked about what gratitude is and the benefits of having gratitude, how are, what are some ways that we can cultivate gratitude in our own life? First way is being mindful. So we've talked about in the past mindful eating, but just in life and in general, Mindfulness allows us to get really quiet and open all of our senses so that we notice and enjoy the richness that life has offered to us. And practicing mindfulness allows us to become really intensely aware of our feelings. And that being aware and that awareness is really what helps 
foster a sense of gratitude in our own lives. No matter what we are currently experiencing, most of us are lucky to have someone in our life who just loves and cares about us deeply. This could be someone like a spouse, a partner, your child or children, parents, siblings, or friends. Everyone always talks about, I want to be happy. I want to be happy. But I think that what we forget to realize is that being grateful is what ultimately leads us to being happy. There's a really great TED talk that I have attached in the show notes about this concept of happiness and gratitude. And it's by David Steinel Rast. So again, it's in the show notes. But if you're really interested in this topic of how gratitude enhances our feelings of happiness, it's really something that you should check out. It's pretty cool. What are some other ways that we can cultivate gratitude? Well, I also like using a gratitude journal. I'm not sure if anyone has ever used one of these before, but it's just a, it's a really simple practice to just kind of connect to what you're feeling that day and to remind you of what you have that's really important in life. Research suggests that writing down what you are grateful for, either daily or weekly, can help provide joy and contentment in your life. And it will remind you to focus on the positive experiences that you've had. And this practice also allows you to become better at recognizing all the good things that are happening to you and in your life. So from some tips for keeping a gratitude journal, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It can just be like a plain notebook that you write some things down that you're grateful for. But if you want to get fancy, go ahead and do that. That can be really fun too. You can even just take out, you know, a little, you know, a little piece of paper, or you can just write something on your phone and just write down something that you're grateful for. And I would pick a time of day that you can consistently maintain this practice. So it could be something like, you know, like doing it at bedtime or doing it first thing in the morning. I think that bedtime for a lot of people sounds ideal. But if you have some kiddos that you're putting to bed, it might not be something that you're able to do because you might be getting lost in the whole process of, of, of bedtime, which can be really exhausting. So maybe for you, you would just write down something that you're grateful for each morning. This isn't meant to be like an extra task. It's meant to just be a reminder of what you have. Keep it simple. I have this habit of writing down just three things each day that I'm grateful for. Some prompts for you could be like, what is something that made you smile today? Did your pet do something that made you laugh? Or did you get to see somebody or talk to somebody today that you haven't seen in a while? And again, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Some days it might be something as simple as like, you're grateful for Netflix or the tablet that your kid gets to watch some shows on, or it could even be matcha tea lattes that sometimes on my list. So it's just something to remind you of, of what you have. And you can go back on a difficult day and, and remind yourself of the simple joys and the simple pleasures that you have in your own life. And, and so that you can be grateful for it. Another way that you can develop gratitude is volunteering. That's a really big one. So I know we were talking more about research today since it's not always in my wheelhouse, but research does suggest that volunteering and serving others 
is probably one of the best ways to feel an immediate sense of gratitude. Volunteering and serving others in general is a really easy way to have perspective and appreciation for the simple things that we may take for granted. Also, volunteering can be a really great thing to do as a family because it can provide like meaningful and valuable time that you're all together, but it can also help expose your children to people and families that may be different from your own. In short and in general, helping others may help you and your family develop a really quick, reliable sense of gratitude. But I know in a time that you know, we're socially distanced and mask wearing that volunteering could be something that's an issue and it's not going to be as easy to come by. So where I would say for volunteering is just to kind of look around in your local community, community to see if any opportunities present itself. Right now, I bet there's a lot of people out there that are suffering. They're either lonely, they're suffering financially, they could be suffering physically. So look around in your community and to see if there's anybody that you think needs your help. It could be something like donating food to your local food bank or food pantry. It could be something like, you know, going through your kids' clothes and going through your family's clothes and figuring out if you have anything extra that you can donate, maybe to a woman's shelter or something or somebody that you know needs it. It could be something like preparing and delivering meals to at-risk seniors that, you know, aren't able to leave their house. So some of these things aren't anything that you really have to go out and have a one-to-one interaction with people. You can kind of do on the periphery so that you still keep yourself safe in terms of infection risk. Another idea is to kind of pick up groceries or supplies for a neighbor who is immunocompromised and too at risk to leave the house. Or you can also help other working families and help, you know, provide a space for virtual instruction. That might be something that's really helpful for a lot of families that are struggling. But again, it doesn't have to be any of those things. It's just an idea of different ways that we can volunteer during this time of unknown, when, especially when we don't know where it, when it's going to end. Spending time with the ones you love, that's a really easy way to have a sense of gratitude. I know this has been much harder to do in the last few months, but I think it's something that we have to remind ourselves that's still really important. And we probably need to keep making sure that we make this practice happen pretty regularly. I'm sure most of you have become creative in how to make this happen and how to see your loved ones, whether it's via Zoom or by car visits And it's going to vary depending on the health of each of your loved ones and, and, and how at risk you are able to be in seeing your loved ones. But I just want to remind you that it's these really simple pleasures that are the ones that are going to be the ones that provide you with the most sense of appreciativeness and gratitude. So, you know, it it doesn't have to be that you physically see that you're a loved one, but it's just... The summary here is just making sure that you schedule some time to see the ones that you love or connect with the ones that you love, again, either by phone or Zoom or by car visits, because I think that will also help you feel, you know, a sense of connection and comfort. Let's try to figure out a way to cultivate gratitude as a family. So some of the things I was thinking of here is 
first off, I have two things I'm thinking of in particular, a gratitude jar and a gratitude challenge. So for like, so for your family, it could be really fun to do a gratitude jar. This would be something like decorating a plain jar and each day or each week, maybe you just pick a particular day. You each write down something that you're grateful for and you place it in the jar. And then either at the end of the week, the end of the month, or maybe every few months when, you know, when one of you is having a particularly difficult day, you take out the slips of paper and you read them aloud to remind you of all the blessings that you have, that you probably don't remember that you have, or is not always in the forefront of our minds. Some people choose to do this instead of New Year's resolutions, where you can on January 1st, take a jar out. And then each week or each day, you write something in the gratitude jar, you write something on a piece of paper, stick it in the gratitude jar. And then at the end of the year, you read all your blessings on December 31st. So that could be something that you do. That could be really fun that you do as a family. Another thing would be a gratitude challenge. You could probably find something like this on the internet. You could search for this, but what it typically ends up being is something like a 30 day challenge. And each day, each day you'll have a challenge of something to be grateful for. So this could go on for 30 days. So you would end up having 30 challenges. So that's just something that you could do as a family that you could have a lot of intentionality with your practice of being gratitude and grateful. It's a way to have intentionality with your practice of being grateful. So now that we've talked about all the benefits of gratitude, what gratitude is, and how to cultivate it in your own life, what will you do today to find this sense of gratitude? Did anything resonate with you that you thought, yeah, I could do that? Do you have a friend or family member that you want to connect with? Do you have a piece of paper that you want to write down everything you're grateful for, whether you add it in a jar or you keep it in a gratitude journal? Remember that gratitude is a choice and it's a simple way to provide kindness to yourself and to others as well. I'm going to leave you with a quote today about gratitude that I really like. It's by John Ortberg. Gratitude is the ability to experience life as a gift. It liberates us from the prison of self-preoccupation. Be kind to yourself, friends. I'll see you back here next week. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.